Hi, I'm Tim Shand. I'm a member of the LNQ Resident Service Board. I'm also an involved resident in my local community and very active in my Tenants and Residents Association. I grew up in social housing and I know just how important social housing is to lives and to future potential. I was also lucky thanks to LNQ's shared ownership scheme to be able to get onto the property market. It's a great pleasure to be interviewing Fiona Fletcher-Smith, LNQ's Chief Executive this morning. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Tim. Fiona, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been with LNQ about four and a half years and just coming up to two years as Chief Exec. I've worked in housing probably from the age of about 19. I got my first job in housing. Um, which was by accident, um, but wow, it, it just ignited a passion in me for providing really good quality housing and seeing the difference that makes in people's lives. My first job was in Dublin City Corporation, dealing with the really tough end of a citywide heroin addiction um, and the crime and drugs dealing that went with that. At the time in Dublin in the late 80s, it was cheaper to buy heroin than a pint of Guinness. So it was just, it was incredible. So my job was to rehouse people who were um, victims of um, firebombs um, and drugs and gangs. But then I, I went on to be a housing officer for a number of organisations and absolutely loved it. The best was being directly employed by some residents on an estate in Brixton. We're here today to talk about a new internal communications campaign in LNQ called Let's Make It Happen which is centred around people, values and culture. The campaign kicks off in January 2023 and staff will be seeing inf information everywhere, I understand. You'll be seeing it on the internet, in offices, on posters, through audio and video. This is all about 1LNQ. Yeah. How do we get the 1LNQ around development, yeah. you know, repairs all working together seamlessly? Yeah. For me, this campaign is about bringing our future shape strategy, our corporate plan to life. It's been a really tough couple of years. And for me, good intentions aren't good enough anymore. We've got to make it happen. And that's what this campaign is about. If you stop and think of it from a customer point of view, we're L&Q. They don't care that you're the treasury management team or you, know, you work in data analytics. They don't care. You're just L&Q. And you just need to think about one L&Q all the time. You are there to serve our customers. And that's what you've got to do. And if you think that way, what silo? The silo disappears. So in this conversation, Fiona, um, we've received feedback from a range of staff and also residents. And I'm going to put those questions from residents and staff directly to you. We're going to have a candid conversation, an honest and open space about some of the challenges and also many of the positive things that we can celebrate. So let's listen specifically to some residents, what they had to say in relation to customer service. I think the LNQ operative today is extremely good at his job. He listened to the issues I had, ongoing issues. He showed a great deal of empathy above all. He listened to what I had to say. I think he is a credit to LNQ. Fiona, we just talked to him a moment ago about how we celebrate success. I mean, that's a really nice example of, of that. How does that make you feel? That, I mean, that's fantastic. And that's, I want every resident to have that experience when they need a repair done. It really saddens me um, that L&Q have these high, you know, they write about their high standards and high values 
um, but it's not being done properly. You lose the motivation or even want to get in touch with them because um, it's just not a great experience. Why is it so hard? Why is this not being fixed? We are a big organisation and it's a complicated business, but it doesn't have to be for our residents, for the customers we serve. We've just frankly got to get better. We have got to listen and we have got to act. I think I've said it earlier, good intentions aren't good enough anymore. Something has got to change. And everybody has a role to play in that. I mean, I can tell from my own inbox and, and reading people's emails where I'm copied in or they come to me directly, they are at the end of their tether. Do you want to hear a joke? Here we go. How many plumbers does it take to try and sort out a leak in a wet room? Well, so far, according to Alan Q, it's been six. Not funny, is it? It's not a funny joke, is it? That is not even slightly funny. We've been out to the market to bring on board some really big contractors to help with what is in effect probably a 15 to 20 year programme of investment up to about three billion pounds worth of work. Um, and that's to deal with the fact that we haven't invested in homes for quite some time. So we're seeing a lot more day to day repairs needed because that investment hasn't happened. Say you buy a house from Wimpy or some other commercial organisation and then you say I'm buying it from a housing association. The thing is, oh, the, the other ones are probably more qualitative, whereas housing association ones may not be. So it's perhaps equalising that image somehow of saying, we are just as good, even though we may be a charity organisation, but we're just as good as a commercial organisation. What do you think, Fiona? Are you backing off building homes? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, our, our whole social purpose was about providing homes for people who need them. Uh, the National Housing Federation, just before lockdown, calculated there were about 8.4 million people inadequately housed. It's really vital that, that we keep building. The country still needs about 300,000 homes per year, regardless of the government position on this. Uh, so we do need to keep building. But we will not build new homes at the expense of investing in existing homes. How do you balance that, I guess, yeah. if I put it crudely, the social purpose versus the, the commercial yeah. necessities? Well, what I'd say about that is there's a hierarchy and social purpose comes first. And the reason we do commercial development and commercial activity generally is so that we can put money into social purpose. Let's um, just uh, hear one particular voice in relation to the current cost of living crisis, yeah. as we talked about earlier. So here's a resident saying, maybe listen to your struggling renters and understand that people are actually struggling to afford to live in housing. Tell me a little bit more about how... LNQ is helping people to get through this tough time, but tough times in general. The average person in, in um, social housing has savings of less than £100. Yeah. So, you know, if, if a washing machine breaks down or whatever, what how do? on earth do you yeah. do without getting into further debt? Um, so it's really important to us. We, we've been having conversations with, with government officials right through this period about the, the rent cap. And we, you know, we, a number of, of alternatives put forward, but we are going to cap the rent at significantly less than inflation at the moment. Right. It's not a great help, but every small thing we can do, we will. The work of the foundation at a time like this is absolutely vital as well. It's about making sure that people maximise the income they're entitled to, whether that's fuel, 
vouchers, whether that's um, benefits, whether that's access to training and employment opportunities to try and help people as much as we can. What's your message to every staff member in the organisation? What, what is the one or two things that they should take away from this campaign? What, what can they do? What, what can I individually do as a staff member to make it happen? The biggest thing you can do is to take the time to listen to our customers. I think that's the really critical part of, of let's make it happen. I mean, the, the other parts to it almost flow from that. What's the role of leadership in relation to making sure that, that staff don't feel that there are duplication of roles mm -hmm. or that staff don't feel that they're overwhelmed? These are all things that I've heard from staff or that they're not getting the support that they need. The role of leaders is absolutely vital because you know we're, we're the people in the, the front of the train sort of driving into a tunnel and we'll see daylight before everyone else. So people have got to, got to trust the leadership here to, to be able to support them. But the key, the key role of leaders is keeping people informed, first of all, so cascading the information they, they need. But if we, if we look back at Let's Make It Happen as, as our, our current campaign, it's, it's about understanding what your role is in the organisation and what you need to be able to do that role. Um, and as a leader, my main job is making sure that people have the right resources, the right tools at the right time to be able to deliver the Future Shape strategy. And every leader needs to be thinking in those terms. The other side of this then is, is efficiency and effectiveness. That if you see duplication, you're empowered to call it out. And as leaders, your job is about lean process thinking, about how do you make it better? How do you make it more efficient? That is absolutely part of your job. And we've got to be very clear with our leaders that that is part of their job. And as I say, empowering staff to be able to call it out when it ain't happening.